0: Inflation numbers out show that we're at a nearly 40-year high, 7.7% in May, up from 6.8% in April. StatsCan reports the biggest driving factor, and you probably know this, is gas prices up 48% from a year ago. Grocery prices, though, 9.7% on a year-over-year basis with prices for nearly everything you put in your grocery cart. On the way up, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program Dr. Silva Charlebois, Professor in Food Distribution and Policy at Dalhousie. Always great to talk to you. These numbers surprise you? <laughs>
1: Uh, well they're shocking I mean uh, absolutely they're you can feel that consumers are are affected by by their visit at the grocery store there's not there's not one safe place at the grocery store that's the thing and that's why everyone is noticing higher food prices Uh, uh, whether it's uh, in the freezer aisle dairy bakery meat um, produce all of these products are more expensive so Um, I mean, there's some there's some extreme cases like butter is up 20 percent year to year. Uh, I mean, and uh, the good news though is that uh, food service seems to be under control. So. While prices at the grocery store are rising uh, at a considerable pace at nine point seven percent, restaurants uh, the prices are going up, but not as not as fast six point eight percent. So not too bad. And, and in Ontario, actually, it's actually lower than six percent. So some good news there, I guess.
0: Mm, okay. Let's um switch our focus to single-use plastic as we talk about yes. price. Uh, and uh, the pressures on grocers, if we're getting rid of single-use plastics, uh, is that going to drive even more cost uh, to the consumer?
1: That That is really the biggest factor. So in light of food inflation, of course, companies are saying, okay, is there space for us to innovate? Is there space for us to, to adopt uh, uh, eco-friendly packaging? Because they tend to cost more. Solutions are actually... Uh, solutions do exist, uh, but solutions will come at a price, and that's really the challenge here for, for for the food industry in general. And uh, but now I think most people are expecting uh, the food industry to do something about packaging in general, uh, and so the federal government is basically creating this level playing field, forcing the food industry to get rid of bags and and plastic knives and and culture and things like that those are low-hanging fruits in in my view uh and it was needed i think people are very supportive of that move uh but uh in the future i think the biggest challenge uh to tackle is uh is actually going to be food packaging the packaging we see in grocery stores that's going to be the the trickiest of all changes i think
0: yeah you you know in, in my family every Every weekend when we go to the grocery store, there are always a lot of berries that go in the cart. I I don't eat them because they don't deep fry very easily, but uh, (laughs) nevertheless, uh, there's a lot of berries and they're always in these clear plastic clamshells. And I think to myself, you know, uh, other than driving out to the farm somewhere where I'm going to get it on the side of a road in the middle of summer, I mean, there's no option to be able to realistically find you know, the cardboard ones. Why can't we get rid of these plastic single use uh, pieces for something like that?
1: Because they work. Uh, Keep in mind that uh, packaging exists uh, for uh, for a few reasons. Uh, It's it's to keep uh, the berries that you buy fresh and safe. I mean, food safety is a big issue. Uh, Companies don't want to poison people. They want to be subject to a recall. It looks bad. Uh, on them, and so when you switch packaging, you got to think about pathogens and and transportation and how products will uh, hold and uh, and are they going to be fresh and are are, are they going to be sellable at at uh, in, in stores, and so plastics are a proven technology. We've we've seen uh, plastics for years. It works. Uh, to make any changes will represent some sort of risks for both the consumer and the food industry as well.
0: Uh, Let's move back to uh, increasing prices, specifically milk. And and then this though is so top down uh, without getting too far into the weeds. You want to take a shot at whether or not the increase, the planned increase for milk is, is legitimate and, and should be happening.
1: Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. This is the uh, this is the second increase this year. The last time we saw an increase was maybe eight years ago. Uh, it doesn't happen all that often. Dairy farmers feel it was necessary. Uh, if you ask consumers, I'm not sure they feel the same way because the increase, the new increase, will actually be implemented in the fall when uh, fluid milk demand uh, goes up because uh, well, when we start school again, uh, typically we drink more milk as uh, as a market. So uh, it's concerning, and of course, everything is is more expensive. So obviously, consumers are are concerned. But in the grand scheme of things, I thought the 2.5% was was reasonable. Uh, we were expecting a a much higher rate, seven, eight percent even. So the 2.5% suggests that. The Commission, uh, the Crown Corporation, in Ottawa, is actually starting to listen uh, to Canadians because w- what's going on right now is that dairy alternatives are becoming cheaper. So almond milk, soy milk, oat milk—they're all getting cheaper. So <laughs> dairy is pricing—they're pricing themselves out of the market. So at some point, if you price yourself out of the market, demand goes down. We have too many farms, so we have to get rid of more farms. That's not good either.
0: Wow. Okay. That is uh, interesting. I, I hadn't really thought that the uh, that milk could be out um, out muscled by almond milk. I hadn't hadn't considered that. So bad. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much.
1: My pleasure. Take care.